the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Georgine Rice Show podcast. This program was originally broadcast live on 93.9 KPDQ. We hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to the Georgine Rice Show. My name is Mike Lee, filling in for Georgine, and I also get to be Director of Local Ministries for True Talk 800, the 93.9 KPDQ FM network, 93.1 L Ray. AM 1640, The Patriot, AM 860, The Answer, KFAM, and 104.1, The Fish. And I also get to host Difference Makers, our ministry spotlight. It airs on True Talk 800, 1 p.m. on Fridays, Saturdays, and Mondays, and also Saturdays at 1 p.m. on 93.9 KPDQ. I'd love to talk to you about how to introduce our audience to your church through our free church directory and church service live stream directory. What it takes to qualify for possibly hosting your own radio program, how to become an authority and expand the reach of your ministry or business, both on the air and through our state-of-the-art digital and online resources through our Salem Surround Marketing Branch, how to host one of our station's events and bring people to your church or business at no risk to you, and most importantly, if your pastor or ministry leader could use a phone call, a word of encouragement, or a connection to others, please just email me at mikelee at kpdq.com. That's M-I-K-E-L-E-E at kpdq.com. Our very special guest is Steve Schwetz, the announcer for Through the Bible, which has aired with our stations since 1967. You can hear Through the Bible on KPDQ-FM at 3.30 and 7.30 a.m., also 6.30 and 10.30 p.m. weekdays. Through the Bible Question and Answer airs Saturday and Sunday at 3.30 a.m. and Sunday at 7.30 a.m. And in the 7 p.m. hour, don't miss Through the Bible Sunday Sermon. We also air Through the Bible on True Talk 800, 9.30 a.m. and p.m. weekdays. Through the Bible Question and Answer, Saturdays at 10.30 a.m. and 9.30 p.m. plus Sunday mornings at 4.30. And at 1 p.m., don't miss Through the Bible Sunday Sermon. So welcome, Steve Schwetz. How are you today, sir? Mike, I'm doing great. Thank you for the opportunity to be on uh, your program. It's an absolute privilege, and I love the fact that I get to talk with you one-on-one in addition to hearing your voice announcing Through the Bible with Dr. J. Vernon McGee over the years. So how long have you been with the ministry? Uh, Oh, man. I always tie it to the age of my oldest son because I started when he was about three months old. He is now uh, he's 27, so I'm getting ready to start my 27th year. Wow. You could do it in your sleep, I bet. Yeah, well, there's been so many changes, and God has continued to bless the ministry. And really, it's it's the introductions that I do. Um, but I, I've really transitioned from being just an announcer to really the host of the program because there's so much to tell about the ministry of Through the Bible. Yes, domestically in the U.S. and Canada, but in over 160 languages all around the world. And the way that is changing and the fruit that we're seeing, there's always so much to talk about. And we're very excited about, among other things, the 11th journey of Through the Bible's five-year study through the Bible, beginning on April 2nd. So we're quite thrilled about that. So over the years, Steve, 
What differences have you seen in Through the Bible as you begin this journey over these five-year periods? Well, the Bible is is God's unchanging word, so I don't see a lot of changes in God's word per se, but in the way the ministry has changed, um, we have changed dramatically. Uh, when Dr. McGee went home to be with the Lord, uh, the internet was barely getting started. Nobody was using it. Um, and the different delivery methods that we have with what smartphones have gone to, uh, the way he were repurposing the content, uh, going and continuing to use the 30-minute broadcast, and radio is still a key foundation of our ministry, both domestically and around the world. But then we're also having other delivery methods, uh, whether it's little speaker boxes with SD cards uh, in them and a library exchange system. We're on uh, actually on TV, and it's not just a talking head. It's been reformatted into a talk show format with pastors going out in Arabic as well as Turkish. Um, and there's just so much that's happening um, all around the world as the Lord continues to open up opportunities for us to do ministry in new and different ways. I love how you're keeping up with the times with the timeless Word of God. And the teachers of Dr. McGee have been just wonderful and so amazing that to this day, Susie, our receptionist, gets calls saying, how did he know I needed to hear this message today? Do you hear that a lot, Steve? Yeah, we do. And even though you hear things that Dr. McGee says that are relevant to the times, more on his Sunday sermons. I mean, he starts talking about Khrushchev and the Cuban Missile Crisis and other things during that time. But he was intentional on his Monday through Friday programs to make it timeless. Yet he did have things to say, for instance, about politics. And you hear Dr. McGee talking about Democrats and Republicans, and you would think he was speaking into the latest uh, presidential campaign in the stuff that he was saying. So it's, it's very interesting the way um, taking God's word and applying it and, and Dr. McGee's perspective on things really has proven to be timeless in many different situations. There really is nothing new under the sun, despite what we might think, huh? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So give us the big picture about the Bible bus, please. Yeah, well, the Bible bus, five-year program, if you get on and you have a special opportunity that only comes around once every five years to get on the Bible bus, that's what Dr. McGee affectionately called the program. April 2nd, we're kicking off our 11th five-year cycle. And just personally, there's there's really two main aspects to this ministry. There's one for, for listeners personally and getting a better understanding of God's Word, engaging with God's Word yourself, and taking time Monday through Friday listening to the program. Um, on KPDQ, that's certainly a key factor. But then also, the word is going out around the world today in over 160 different languages. We've, uh, in this last uh, two cycles back, started what's called the World Prayer Team. We have over 10,000 faithful through the Bible listeners that get a daily email Monday through Friday. And we literally pray around the world. We say we travel the world on our knees praying for the different areas that through the Bible is ministering and the fruit that we're seeing. And that's the biggest thing. And I've talked about this on the program. If you want to revolutionize your prayer life, sign up for the world prayer team and get that daily email into your, into your inbox. It'll change the way you go through your email and it will revitalize or give even more rocket fuel, if you will, to your prayer life, because you'll be praying for brothers and sisters that are oftentimes in very difficult situations all around the world that have trusted Christ. They need discipleship through the Bible provides that. Steve, it's so easy for me to get 
self-centered and not think outside of the box. So I think it's wonderful what you're doing with the Through the Bible family in having regular prayer for brothers and sisters in Christ, especially those in other countries. So over the years of all these languages being added to the Through the Bible ministry, what have you seen that we might be unaware of? I don't know how much, depending on what kind of a world perspective you have, but the, the biggest thing that I'm always struck by is particularly in Muslim countries and in Buddhist countries, when you, mostly in Muslim countries, when you convert to Christianity, when you name the name of Christ, it is not just a difficult situation in your family. You oftentimes will lose your job. You will lose your relationships with your family. Sometimes your family will even literally try and kill you. You've got to leave your village or wherever you are and go somewhere else. And that's always been the thing that struck me the most about Christians around the world, you know, even in the in the times that we're in, and I don't mean to minimize, you know, the the quotation air quotes here persecution that we're undergoing in uh, in the United States, and, and God is being pushed out of every area of our lives, and the different political agendas that are coming in, LGBTQ, and all of that stuff. Yes, that's here, but it is at a totally different level. Um, if you travel, particularly into the Middle East, anywhere where Islam is the main religion. And, and really the same thing with, uh, with Buddhism as well. Through the Bible has a tremendous global reach, currently heard in more than 120 languages and dialects. And we're very privileged to have the announcer Steve Schwetz with us today. Please make sure to follow Through the Bible, that's spelled T-H-R-U, the Bible Net, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and check out their website, ttb.org. That's ttb.org. More with Steve Schwetz next on The Georgine Rice Show. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show podcast. It's aired on 93.9 KPDQ. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show, and I'm Mike Lee filling in for Georgine. Steve Schwetz is announcer for Through the Bible. And Steve, can you tell us about your experience and knowledge of long-term favorite Dr. J. Vernon McGee? Well, originally, I went to Church of the Open Door, which was the church that Dr. McGee pastored for 21 years when it was in downtown Los Angeles on Hope Street. Um, It's now a high rise in the center of downtown L.A. But uh, when it was a church, I actually started attending uh, because I went to USC uh, in my junior and senior year and would go to church there. He had left being a pastor there, but they had relocated the church out to Glendora, which is the town that I grew up in. And my parents started attending again after Dr. McGee was was still alive, but no longer the pastor. I actually never met him personally. I saw him preach twice at Church of the Open Door, but was not affiliated with the ministry. And uh, I, one of my greatest regrets was was not taking the time afterwards to walk up and shake his hand and being able to meet him face to face because we have had this now twenty seven year plus relationship where we're where we're. Uh, sharing the radio waves together, and we've never actually physically met. So that is something I will look forward to in glory as well, is seeing Dr. McGee face-to-face. There you go. It'll happen. Yeah. A little later than we may have wanted it to, but it'll happen. So did you find yourself a bit starstruck or not wanting to inconvenience him that held you back? Yeah, I think it was a little bit of that. And just, I mean, he was pretty old at that point, and there there was always a group of people around him. um, And I just thought, you know, I'll, I'll, there was, and there was a strong connection at Church of the Open Door still for people. They had been his pastor. So um, I didn't have that context and just didn't spend the time to do that. Plus, I was in my early mid 20s and uh, didn't put the priority on meeting him. 
Well, that happened, Steve. So back in the Church of the Open Door days, do you think Dr. McGee had any idea whatsoever that this radio ministry would continue all of these years later after graduating into glory? You know, it's an interesting question. He he did say in his from his perspective. Actually, this is a quote from uh, David Jeremiah um, that we had on a on a uh, highlight reel thing about the ministry of through the Bible several years ago. And uh, David Jeremiah tells the story that Doctor McGee said, "You know, they're going to hear me during the tribulation period because they're going to be playing my tapes during that time." So, in in a sense, he he thought that the ministry would live on, but I think he had no idea that the ministry would grow the way it has and that God would continue to bless this ministry. He just, his, his words were um, to the board at the time, and I'm now vice chairman on the board, but uh, his words at the time were just play the tapes until the money runs out. And, you know, God has been so good to this ministry and not only has the money not run out, but we now are um, much larger than we were. I think when Dr. McGee went to be with the Lord, we were in 38 different languages. We're now, you mentioned 120, um, we're going towards 160 and we're, we're doing all sorts of things uh, to continue to grow the ministry. And that doesn't grow the giving, so to speak, because it's not like those listeners are going to turn around and support the ministry. But because what we're doing from a missionary perspective resonates so well with our listeners, um, God has continued to bless the ministry. And it's just it's it the the best thing that happens in my week or in my month is when we get um, just our financial reports that come back from through the Bible and the way that and the way that people so faithfully support the ministry consistently year in and year out. It's and month in and month out. It's wonderful. Besides being the announcer for Through the Bible, Steve Spetch is also serving as the vice chairman of the board of directors at Through the Bible. So, Steve, do you have any input from listeners or from donors that stand out in your memory? Oh, in terms of the testimonies that they give? Yeah, yeah, we get them. And I mean, the the, the domestic ones all the time. But uh, again, part of that world prayer team getting that daily email um, here's one that I just got in my inbox today. This is from a, a gentleman in Cambodia, where 85% of the people are Buddhists. And he says, I became a Christian several years ago, but I was unconfident about my Christian life. It is very difficult. Uh, it is a very different religion than that of my family. So I was unsure of many things. I began to listen to your program and I noticed something in my mind was changing. And then he goes on to talk about how learning the word of God and understanding who Jesus Christ is uh, allowed him to continue to grow and mature in his relationship uh, with the Lord. And that's really at the heart of what we do. Yes, people listen to the, to the program and they get saved. But, you know, you think about fulfilling the Great, great Commission uh, at the end of Matthew, it, go therefore and make disciples, baptizing them and teaching them. And that's what through the Bible is able to do, is to go make disciples and teach. Um, and I just to go on to think about the way um, in many parts of the world, there aren't seminaries, there aren't a lot of resources, and there are men who listen to the program and basically consider through the Bible their seminary. They turn around and give it out to other people, and, and churches end up getting fed as a result of the program. It's all about sharing the gospel with Steve Schwetz and through the Bible. And Steve, can you tell us about the Why I Love the Bible video campaign? I was fortunate enough to enjoy some of these videos online, and they'll be going on throughout March. Is that correct? Yes, they will. And if anybody listening is a is a fan of and loves the Bible and likes listening to through the Bible, we would encourage you to 
uh, do that 30 second video if you can and upload it to ttb.org forward slash love. You can just hold your smartphone in front of you uh, and do it for 30 seconds. Um, I've actually done mine. Uh, many of our board members and staff have done it well as well. And we're having all sorts of people respond and give their um, testimony. And again, that's such for us as well as for the people that uh, listen to Through the Bible. It's such an encouragement because you hear all of these people, all these stories of why they love the Bible. Um, and as they tell them, it just it I, it gets me excited. I'm never going to meet most of the people uh, that are going to be uploading that video until we're in glory together. And I just think about the, the wonderful time it will be to meet listeners. I mean, we will have eternity for goodness sakes, but we will be able to meet not only listeners of Through the Bible that love the Word of God together, but then we're also going to be able to meet those people all around the world that we had an opportunity to pray for. For instance, um, the gentleman that, that is in Cambodia. And I look forward to meeting him and having a conversation. And with so many others, it'll be, it just makes heaven that much sweeter for me in my mind. And, and our hope is that it does the same thing for our listeners. I'm sure that it is. I'm sure that it is. I love what you're doing for us here in America, but you also have a massive global impact due to what you're helping out with in the Through the Bible ministry. So do you have any details we should know about? Yeah, well, I think the 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 biggest thing that we've done in the last several years is uh, the completion of the five-year program in Arabic on TV. It's called Kolokotab, and um, it is not just someone basically doing Dr. McGee in a translation mode, um, we had uh, our ministry partners basically take the program, put it onto a, uh, into a talk show format where you have a lead pastor and then three other pastors that are um, around the table. They actually have uh, students that are sitting there. They've got three cameras. It's a very professional production. Uh, and they go through all of the content of Through the Bible. And uh, it has had a tremendous impact across the Arab-speaking world. And people speak Arabic all over the world, and that's where Kolokotab goes. They've now taken that program and translated it into, into Turkish. Um, and then we're going to continue to translate it into other, other languages. And the thing I love about it is Through the Bible is, and this was Dr. McGee's heart, it it's not branded. You don't even know that it's through the Bible. There's only a couple of the translations uh, around the world, and it was their choice to even use the standard theme music that we have and calling it, uh, I think in Korean, it's called Dr. McGee's Through the Bible. But everywhere else, it has a completely different name. And that was fine with Dr. McGee. That's fine with us as a ministry. As long as we're seeing fruit and as long as we're seeing people come to the Lord, that's the important thing. I think that just emphasizes the fact that it's never been about Dr. McGee or through the Bible. It's been about the Word of God itself. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that is so true. Steve Schwetz, the announcer for Through the Bible. And it's great and fun and simple to get your video online. Just go to ttb.org. That's ttb.org to get your Why I Love the Bible video submitted to our friends at Through the Bible. More with Steve Schwetz next. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show, and I'm Mike Lee filling in for Georgine. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show podcast. It's aired on 93.9 KPDQ. In for Georgine, I'm Mike Lee on The Georgine Rice Show. And our very special guest is the announcer for Through the Bible. Welcome back, Steve Schwetz. Can you tell us about your world prayer team? Sure. Our world prayer team is... Uh... Right now, a little over 10,000 people strong, and those people have gone to our website. They've gone to ttb.org forward slash pray, and they've signed up for getting a daily email Monday through Friday that is 
basically gives through the Bible listeners the opportunity to pray. We talk about traveling the world on our knees, praying for the different languages that through the Bible is broadcast into. And the wonderful thing about it is, is it gives a testimony of somebody in that region and what the impact is and then how you can be praying. And it, 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 if you have a hard time, I mean, sometimes when we pray, I know for myself, when it's all about just your needs or the needs of your immediate family, you can kind of feel like you're just putting in your, you know, your order online, so to speak, for for what you want done. But if you can pray effectively for for people out on the mission field, for people in different worlds that you in different parts of the world that you've never even met before, but yet are brothers and sisters in Christ, that opens up a whole new perspective on on praying for other people around the world. And it's been a it's been a, a great experience for us. It's been a great experience from those that are on our world prayer team. They write in and tell us, and we end up using a lot of their letters of, of the impact that that being on the world prayer team for them has had in their own spiritual life. It's so easy for us to get disconnected with our missionary friends overseas, especially Steve Schwetz. Yep. So do you know how they're doing right now from your experience and communication with them? How are they holding up? You know, it really depends region by region. In some parts, it's very difficult. Um, some In some areas... Um, for instance, in Israel is a, a lot of countries during, whether they use the pandemic as a reason or whether it was just a, a hardening of those particular countries. I think of Israel where all basically, um, anybody that has a uh, missionary with them, or even if they're under cover of an NGO, they get, you know, their visas don't get re- renewed and they end up having to leave the countries. And the, the, the wonderful thing again about the ministry through the Bible is it's digital. I'm not saying that Missionaries don't play a vital part, but we can give the product the the uh, to a local ministry partner, and they can then use it um, to spread the gospel. As opposed to sending a missionary, um, an American slash missionary obviously it, it sometimes experiences some resistance that a local person is not going to get, and so through the Bible plays an important part in that. Other parts of the world, uh, persecution um, is always a thing. Uh, in Egypt, uh, in the production of Kola Kitab, there were challenges that happened there as well. Um, but God has always been so faithful and provided a way for his word to get out uh, all around the world. And I, I really believe that one of the main ways that he's doing it is with Through the Bible's ministry internationally. And we're so grateful for what you're doing with Through the Bible. You can find out more about the organization at ttb.org. That's ttb.org. And do make sure to follow Through the Bible Net on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Steve Schwetz is the announcer for Through the Bible. And Steve, I want to find out more about you. So can you tell us where you grew up? Sure. I am a native Southern Californian, uh, born and raised within 30 miles of where I live right now. And I currently live in a, a town called Laverne, which is about 30 miles east of downtown LA. Uh, and I have a, uh, I've always had a series of businesses in part tied to uh, becoming a part of Through the Bible. When I started with the ministry, um, I was in software sales and was moving up to the Bay Area. And when I had this wonderful opportunity to to host Through the Bible, I made some changes in my life and God opened up doors. And now I, I, uh, I'm a real estate broker and I have a property management and real estate and private lending business uh, that's in Upland, California. And God has been uh, so faithful. And I've been able, I I got two of my three boys working in the business. Um, I I live close to my church. I live close to my house. I don't have a long commute. I have so many things to be thankful for uh, the way the Lord has blessed me. And I I think in large part, it's because of, 
what little faithfulness I've had with through the Bible. God has has really blessed me as a result of that. Well, going back to childhood, attending Church of the Open Door, did you have any idea whatsoever that you might also end up working in ministry? No, it was the furthest thing from my mind. I never would. I never saw myself as as being a pastor, as being um, being called to the mission field. Never felt called. And that's one of the wonderful things that God has been able to use me in such a way as a part of the ministry, working as a volunteer. And yet I've been able to still, he still, in this case, didn't change the desires of my heart. I've always wanted to be in business, ideally for myself. And God allowed me to do that after I was faithful in a little thing of agreeing to do the hosting for Through the Bible way back in 27 years ago. Has it flown? Do you have any memories before Through the Bible? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's weird. Uh, You know, as you get older... I mean, I'm 50, I'm almost 57. And to think that I started this, uh, you know, when I was in my 20s is uh, just a very long time. And it's, you don't realize you're you're older because you're still looking through your same eyes until you look in the mirror. And then you think, wow, when did my dad show up? You know, it's just kind of a weird, weird thing. Oh, I can relate. I get to teach at a local college and part of my class is doing this remotely. So we've got this camera in the back of the classroom and we have them attend on Zoom meetings. And I looked at the back of my head and I realized, where did all of my hair go? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is strange. So you start creaking a little bit and you feel a little bit older, but um, you know, God so far has been good to me. I have not experienced uh, and if he and if he allows me to live, I'm sure I will feel the 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 pains and aches of of growing old. But so far, God's really blessed me with good health, and uh, I have no complaints. You and me both, Steve Schwetz of Through the Bible. So, can you tell us attending Church of the Open Door with Dr. J. Vernon McGee? Was there a point when your faith became your own? Yeah, for me, I actually went to Church of the Open Door when I was in college. I grew up going to. E.B. Free in Fullerton when when Chuck Swindoll was the senior pastor there. So from first grade until I graduated high school, I was going to E.B. Free under Chuck Swindoll. And for me, I grew up in a Christian home. You know, I don't have the story of, you know, the street and drugs and, you know, all this rebellion. But it was really um, through two godly men that led the junior high and high school program at the church at the time. Um, one of the high school pastor was Doug Haig. Um, and uh, they just had a huge impact on me. And that was really the transition period for me where, where my faith went from being the faith of my parents. I go to church because my parents take me to church um, to I am a believer and I trust Jesus Christ uh, myself. I am a sinner in need of, of a savior. And Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. And that was that transition for me really happened and started in junior high and then continued on through high school. So it was a gradual, ongoing process for you, Steve, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was. We're very privileged to have the announcer, Steve Schwetz, with us today. Please make sure to follow Through the Bible, that's spelled T-H-R-U, The Bible Net, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And check out their website, ttb.org, that's ttb.org. More with Steve Schwetz next on The Georgine Rice Show. You're listening to the Georgine Rice Show podcast. It's aired on 93.9 KPDQ. This is Mike Leaf filling in on the Georgine Rice Show. You can find out more about ttb.org. That's ttb.org. And do make sure to follow Through the Bible Net on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. 
Steve Schwetz is an answer for Through the Bible. And were there any others who spoke into your life or who planted seeds that led you to the conclusion that Jesus is the one? It was my small group leader, a guy named Butch White, and then Doug Haig, who was in charge of the high school program. Those two men and another guy named Rick Sanchez, I still remember their names today, um, that really had an impact on me. Um, and I was just so, it was the first time in my life, really, that I had adult men concerned about me and concerned about my, my spiritual growth and shepherded me um, in my faith. Uh, and even to this day, I really, I, I, one of my sons is serving in uh, the youth program at my church. Um, and I really view that as a, as such a critical role because many kids statistically um, two out of three kids that come to church as, as youngsters, by the time they're done with high school and go off, whether it's to college or, you know, out into the, into the workforce, uh, walk away from their faith. And so I really feel that the junior high and high school is, is the key time, um, both to be with through the Bible and listening to the program and studying God's word yourself as a, as a kid. Um, but then also hopefully having godly men, women, depending, uh, around you, um, discipling you, challenging you, holding you accountable, um, before you, um, really have opportunities to, to make your own decisions in, in terms of who am I going to follow? What am I going to do on Sunday morning? What am I going to do in my spare time? What am I going to do when I'm hanging around with, with a bunch of non-Christian friends? What is my position in the world? In some ways, it feels like it's easier when you're in the church culture to just kind of go with the flow. But right. when you tout a statistic like two-thirds of the church-raised kids walk away from the faith, that scares me to death. Yeah. So what are we as the church doing well, and what areas in your experience might we want to improve upon? Yeah, I know it varies by area, but the biggest thing that I would say is don't assume that because your kids have been raised in a Christian home and, you know, assuming you've got, you know, the your husband and wife, you know, first marriages, everything's good. Uh, you take your kids to Awana or whatever youth program, and they're memorizing scripture and doing all of those things. Get into your kids' lives and make sure that they understand the gospel. And then when, when they start questioning things and when they start having more freedom uh, to potentially be exposed to the things of the world, stay close to them during that point, too. Don't assume that they're... Uh, that everything's going okay. I've got three sons. One of one of my middle son, who I pray for multiple times daily, uh, is not walking with the Lord, and he is not just lukewarm. He is flat out denied Jesus Christ. Um, I still have a relationship with him. I still we talk often and we are together often, but uh, that is the the greatest heartbreak that I have. And so, if I had any advice to give to my you know, at this point, I'm 57. So if I were to give it to my 35-year-old self, I would say be as intentional as you can in in shepherding your kids and staying close with them. You know, you can always kind of armchair quarterback uh, your faith. And and I'm a I believe that unless the Holy Spirit moves in that person's life, um, they're not going to trust Christ. But you can start to see fruit. You really don't know until time. Till time rolls out. So be praying for your kids and be into your kids' lives. That would be my advice. It's difficult for all of us parents to conceive that we could go down our little churchy Christianese checklist and mark off all of the boxes. And yet still, because of free will, our kids could decide 
to walk with the Lord or to walk away from him. Yeah. So you hang in there and you keep loving that entire family of yours, Steve Schwitz, and you keep praying for them. And we'll move forward in faith that our God knows better. Exactly. And he loves each and every one of us. And he's not done with anybody. And no one is beyond redemption. Exactly. God is going to be glorified in in all things. And my prayer is that he will be more glorified by my middle son turning to him for salvation than he will be in showing his his mercy and long suffering um, and ultimately being glorified in showing his punishment and his wrath, which is also a part of the character of God. You can't just, you know, push that aside and, and not think about that. That's a very real consequence of not trusting Christ for your salvation. Trust it is so difficult sometimes, at least it is for me, Steve. So thank you for sharing your hearts, and we will certainly keep you and your entire family in prayer. Thank you, Mike. And as the grandfather of two grandsons, do you live close to either of them? Yeah, in fact, I'm going to be doing the babysitter thing uh, tonight. Uh, the baby, My kids are going out, my oldest son, and uh, I have one one-year-old. I actually put two, two kids on my bio because um, my daughter is, my daughter-in-law is pregnant and due to deliver in July, but his name is going to be Calvin and he is every bit as human and every bit as alive as Benjamin, who was running around on the floor in that house. So that's why I say I have two grandkids as of right now. Oh, how wonderful. I hope and pray they will be the best of friends, Benjamin <laughs> and little Calvin. And God bless your daughter-in-law, Carrie and Calvin, that everything will go nice and well-rested and smoothly and with great strength. Well, good for you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Have you enjoyed slipping into the grandfather role as opposed to being a dad, Steve? Oh, it's so much better. Dr. McGee talks about it as being a grandfather is so much better. Than, than having to raise your kids because you don't have to do any of the discipline issues. You just have to play by the rules that you're, and I've got my, my son and daughter are, are great parents, love the Lord, uh, involved, actually go to our church. Uh, they're involved in a small group. Um, so they're in a great place. And all I have to do is, is follow my son's rules. And interestingly enough, I am, I mean, not interesting, I guess grandparents, that's just your role. You just want to spoil your kids, your your grandkids, and let your grandkids get away with stuff that you would never let your kids get away with. But that's part of the job. You're not the only one. When I asked her, Mom, you let my kids get away with murder. We wouldn't have been able to do any of that stuff. My late mom used to say, well, I want this to be a fun place for them. So she yeah. certainly loved her grandkids, and you certainly seem to love yours as well. So have a great time with this, Steve Schwetz. Yeah, thank you, Mike. I really appreciate it. The 11th journey of Through the Bible's five-year study through the Bible begins on April 2nd. So I don't know about you, but I'm looking forward to starting this again. I'm one of these obsessive-compulsive types where if I miss something, it bothers me, Steve. If I'm mm -hmm. at church and the pastor has the audacity to go to the next slide on the big screen before I get every single word or note down, it bothers me. So fortunately, I joined the AV team so I could walk back and ask what the slide said. <laughs> but what do you suggest for listeners of Through the Bible if they miss a day on occasion? Should they just keep going? Should they lose sleep over this or what? Yeah, absolutely. I, I would do the same thing that the pastor of my church says, which is because we do a one-year Bible reading plan in our church. And he says, if you fall off the wagon and you miss a few days, don't let that guilt bother you. Just get right back up and start on whatever you're supposed to have for that day. 
Um, just the daily interaction with God's word, I think, is so important for us as believers. Now, if you are more OCD, like Mike is, um, we have lots of different ways. We podcast, and you can certainly go back and listen. I, I tend to do that. Um, if I miss a day or two, I'll just podcast it at double speed, get caught up, and then listen on the local radio station when I'm in my car at the right time. Steve Swiss is the announcer for Through the Bible. Make sure to follow Through the Bible Net on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And check out the website ttb.org to find out how you can share your video on why I love the Bible throughout the month of March. Steve Swiss returns next on The Georgine Rice Show. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show podcast. It's aired on 93.9 KPDQ. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show. I'm Mike Lee with the announcer for Through the Bible, Steve Schwetz. Make sure that you check out the website ttb.org. That's ttb.org for more information about Through the Bible with Dr. J. Vernon McGee, one of the most listened to programs over the years and a true favorite at KPDQ since 1967. Steve, thanks so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to join us today. And what do you need to know about the 11th journey of Through the Bible's five-year study that's beginning on April 2nd? Yeah, good question. The uh, People would think, oh, well, it's a five-year study, so the first lesson is going to be in Genesis, and then we're going to go from there. And he does, Dr. McGee does go through the book of Genesis, and then he goes over to Matthew, Old Testament, New Testament, back and forth again. But the thing that's unique about the start of our five-year cycle is he does a, a wonderful series called Guidelines for the Understanding of the Scriptures. And it's I believe it's either seven or ten programs that he goes through all of the basics that you need to know in order to study the Bible. I'll just read them really quick. One is begin with prayer, then to read the Bible, then to study the Bible, meditate on the Bible, read what others have said about the Bible, obey the Bible, and then pass it on to others. Those are kind of the three, I'm sorry, the seven points that he covers in guidelines for the understanding of scriptures. And we've seen tremendous fruit from just that portion of the program Particularly in, I mentioned Arabic, uh, as we were doing the Arabic TV program, there was an imam, and an imam is basically the equivalent of a pastor, but in the Islamic faith. And he came after listening to guidelines and contacted our producers, and we weren't sure what he was going to be contacting us about, whether it was going to be, you know, asking us to stop broadcasting or what. But uh, he said, no, I've been listening in my study um, to these guidelines, and I want to understand more about the Bible. So tell me more. So we view that as a, as a wonderful opportunity. And our hope and prayer is that the same thing's going to happen when we air guidelines as we begin in the U.S. again on this 11th cycle. It's really amazing when you think about it, the 11th journey of through the year of through the Bible's five-year study through the Bible. So after all of these through the Bible programs, Steve, what has God shown you recently that has jumped out or caught your attention or that you've been reminded of? The thing that I've been reminded of is that God is faithful. God is faithful to his word. And if you continue to be faithful, he will continue to provide and to bless you. I've seen that in my own personal life with um, my commitment uh, to through the Bible and the way the Lord has provided for me and my family over the years uh, by doing that. And I've also seen how God has been faithful to disclose himself, not to not just to me, but to me personally, as I study God's word, the 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 deeper you dig yourself, the more time you spend, not just listening, in this case, you know, to through the Bible. Don't just sit in your car and listen to, you know, Dr. McGee preach the word, but before the program starts or in sync with what the program is doing at that time, 
be reading that chapter, spending time meditating on the Word of God yourself, and then let Dr. McGee come alongside and explain the scriptures to you uh, and give you new insights. And you will find that your relationship with the Lord will grow in ways that it's it's never grown before if you just commit that amount of time uh, to do it consistently. With all that's going on nowadays and the availability of technology and what smartphones can do, Steve, am I the only one who's very distracted and finds difficulty in taking that time out to meditate and pray and wait for God's still small voice as opposed to sending him my daily laundry list of what I want from him. Yeah, that's that's very true. We do live in a very distracted uh, environment and world. And you think about a smartphone and the eternal scrolling, whether it's Facebook or Instagram or whatever you're on, you know, you never get to the bottom of whatever you're scrolling through and you can really go down a rabbit hole. And I, I'm not one to say that, you know, Satan's around every bush. Um, but I really think that is a distraction that if it, if the evil one can distract you from the things that are important with, with just a bunch of nothing in your life, whether it's, you know, looking at what your friends are doing or, or, and not to say that you should, I'm not, I'm not just slamming social media. I think there's a place for it, but it becomes, you've got to know your own personality. And if you have, um, you know, at, you, Mike, you mentioned about an OCD thing on on slides. You know, if you have an OCD thing and you find yourself going down a rabbit hole with with social media and being distracted, we need to fight against that as believers. We need to take a stand, have discipline, and live the the disciplines of a godly life. And it's so important to remember that even beyond even beyond through the Bible, being consistent in your faith um, is uh, what the Lord will be able to reward you by disclosing Himself to you in greater ways every day. You brought up the the D word, discipline. Man, that's a tough one for me, Steve. So with all the different hats that you wear between announcing for Through the Bible and also being the vice chairman of the board of directors, in addition to leading your real estate business, how do you balance all of these different balls with family time and spending time with your wife? Now you're digging kind of deep. It's um, For me, it's... Uh, it's just striking a balance. I've been I've been blessed in that the Lord has allowed me. I mentioned earlier that I have my two sons working in the business. They are smarter and and uh, and more effective than I am, and I can kind of step back into more of an advisory role on the business side of things. Um, and it's but it's it's just being consistent. It's it's I I have a to do list. Uh, I have priorities. I think about my day in advance. Um, I, this morning, my wife and I got up and we read scripture together based on the discipleship journal, trying to read through the Bible, uh, in a year together, four different sides, of, four different sections of scripture. I don't make it every day. We, we sometimes, you know, skip and, uh, but grace plays into that. You know, you just, you pray that the Lord would, would use your life. And I think about a passage in scripture, I believe it's 1 Peter, be careful how you walk not as unwise men, but as wise, making the most of your time because the days are evil and do not get drunk with wine for that is dissipation. And, you know, you think about just the getting drunk with wine being dissipation. I think about dissipation as there's an area by my house where they flood this area and it recharges the water supply and you'll go by there and there will be 20 feet of water. And then in a couple of weeks, it'll all be gone because it's all gone into the aquifers. And I think that for me, I've always been reminded of what a picture that is of dissipation. You know, you're filled with the Holy Spirit. You're filled with, you're given the gift of time. You're given opportunities to minister, 
And if you're not using it, it just, it, it evaporates, it dissipates. Once time is gone, it's gone. So for us to redeem the time, to live in a faithful way, knowing that every day that God gives us, every breath we take is a gift. And if, and if he really is our savior and uh, the main goal of our life is to glorify God and enjoy him forever, our focus should be, Lord, what would you have me do now? Multiply my time. Give me the discipline that I need to live a godly life. And that's... Don't always, I'm not always successful, but that's, if I'm preaching the gospel and preaching that to myself, that's, that's the, that's what I say. Great practical advice from Steve Schwetz, the announcer for Through the Bible. Go to ttb.org, that's ttb.org to get your Why I Love the Bible video submitted to our friends at Through the Bible. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show, and I'm Mike Lee filling in for Georgine. You're listening to the Georgine Rice Show podcast. It's aired on 93.9 KPDQ. In for Georgine, I'm Mike Lee on the Georgine Rice Show. And our very special guest is Steve Schwetz, the announcer for Through the Bible. And Steve, how's it been working with your sons? I think that working with relatives or a spouse in particular is not for the faint of heart. And it doesn't always work. So how's it been for you so far? Yeah, I didn't mention my wife is also in the business. And so I've got uh, three family members in my same office and it's, there have been challenges, um, but we, uh, it's overall, it has been a wonderful blessing. Uh, I just set up different rules. I don't, nobody calls me dad in the office. Nobody calls Cheryl, my wife, mom. It is all on first name basis. And we really try to treat each other with professionalism and what happens, you know, on our personal lives. Uh, we try not to let it bleed into what happens in in our life here in the office. In part because we have other employees that you know they're not they're not believers, and they're not um, and they're not family. And so we want to treat everybody professionally with respect, uh, and we don't want to have it be this kind of two tiered relationship. And and God has been so good to us. Um, I never thought it would work uh, with my two sons being in the business, and it has been in the last three years with both of them coming on board. It has been the greatest blessing uh, of my life. And I prayed a little bit of a side story. I, when I turned 50, I prayed, Lord, by the time I'm 55, I want to be able to spend more time in ministry with through the Bible and in serving in my church than I spend in secular work. And I didn't know how I was going to get there. And yet by the time I turned 55, in fact, the day I turned 55, I got on a plane with Cheryl and my youngest son, Sawyer, uh, to celebrate his graduation and to go see the ministry of Through the Bible in Russia and Mongolia. And it was just uh, to see, to look back on those five years and see how the Lord had made a way for that prayer to be answered in such an unexpected way. I could not have 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 made that commitment at 55 to spend more time in ministry than secular work because anybody else to do the work. And God raised up my own sons to do it along with my wife. It was wonderful. I so love the fact that you made that prayer and God answered it, and you were able to go to Russia and Mongolia together. So how do Christians on that side of the world appreciate the Word of God versus perhaps here in America? Oh, well, I would say one thing is um, there's not—Mongolia and Russia, two different places. Russia, um, different set of challenges. I mean, you have somewhat freedom, um, but still there's communism. Uh, radio stations are getting shut down. Christian radio stations are getting shut down. They've actually gone now more towards um, a social media format where there's like a, in, in our world, it would be Facebook Live. 
for for broadcasting. And now they use something called Contacta, which is kind of their Facebook for Russia. Um, and they they get creative. God makes a way uh, in that part of the world. You go over to Mongolia. Mongolia is a very unique situation. The Bible was just translated into Mongolian fully, I believe, like, uh, I want to say like 30 30, 25, 30 years ago. And so at that time, there were just literally a handful of Christians in Mongolia at that time. And the Lord, when when the Bible was completed, they suddenly had a birth of a church and the, the people uh, were coming to Christ and they didn't have anybody to disciple them other than these young Christians. I mean, now you have elders in their churches that are in their mid to late 30s because they're simply the oldest Christians that are around there because before that there weren't any Christians. So through the Bible, uh, to see the impact of it there and to see their faith grow and um, and continue on, it's not without struggle. It's not without challenges. Um, but seeing it happen in Mongolia is exciting as well. Steve Schwetz is the announcer for Through the Bible. Don't miss the 11th journey of Through the Bible's five-year study through the Bible beginning on April 2nd. And as Steve suggested, we really ought to delve into the first seven days in particular, because it's not like he starts at Genesis 1 and just rattles through. There's some good foundational blocks that we should enjoy as we kick off this season again. So, Steve, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to share with us here. And is there anyone you want to say hi to or send a shout out to Gosh, anybody that I know that lives in Portland, uh, I'm trying to think. The only people that I know live in Portland are Tim Mackey and John uh, with the Bible Project. Uh, we saw their ministry, and uh, I would do a shout out to anybody that has anything to do with the Bible Project. You guys are doing a wonderful job. Love your work. Don't miss Through the Bible on 93.9 KPDQ and also on True Talk 800. And don't forget that Through the Bible has a tremendous global reach and they're inviting you to submit videos for their Why I Love the Bible campaign going on through March at the website ttb.org. That's ttb.org. Thank you so much again, Steve Sweats. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate the time. I really enjoyed it so much. God bless. And should you find yourself in Portland and you have free time, if you ever wanted a studio tour or lunch, please give me a call. Okay, absolutely. I'd love to do that. Hopefully when we're past this whole COVID, all working from home with masks, we can do that. You know what? I'm really curious. How are things looking in your area? Because here, I think we have our extremes. On both extremes, all I can think of, Steve, is how is either one of these glorifying God? Yeah, and I'm I'm in total agreement with you on both of those, particularly on the, I mean, we've got people in our church that are on the fear side of things, you know, that haven't been out of their house and, you know, all of that. We're, we're actually, uh, as a church, we shut down for that, whatever it was, four weeks initially a year ago. I'm on the elder board, um, and we made the decision to go ahead and open up. And first we did the masks and the distancing, and then we did, you know, the different sections. And what we what we finally settled on was really going against what the government was saying, because we weren't supposed to be indoors at all. And we basically let people decide what they felt comfortable doing. We live stream. We have uh, stuff outside. You know, it, we got great weather in Southern California. So there's we have the Fountain Cafe and we have TVs out there. There's an indoor section for distancing and masks, and then there's another section that is no masks, shoulder to shoulder, and we let people decide. And I, 
I kind of think that's the balance that you should have. I'm not an advocate of, oh, I'm never putting a mask on and I'm going to walk through the, my local grocery store and, you know, make everybody uncomfortable and just kind of stick it to them. I, I, I don't think that's the right answer either. I also think to minimize the means of grace that God gives us through, through, through fellowship and contact with other believers and being able to worship corporately and not do it with a mask over your face, I think is something that we should uh, be standing for and not doing what the government's telling us to do. That's just my personal personal opinion. You are absolutely a, a staple of our radio stations, and it has just been a, a privilege. So God bless you and your entire family. Enjoy this season, especially with Calvin on the way. Yeah, thank you. I will. Thank you, Mike, so much. When we return, Chef Leo and Chef Lisette Griego, not only about Christian Chefs International and Christian Culinary Academy, but also about the Lord's Traveling Table. I'm Mike Lee filling in for Georgine on The Georgine Rice Show. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show podcast. It's aired on 93.9 KPDQ. Welcome back to The Georgine Rice Show. My name is Mike Lee filling in for Georgine, and we've got a very special guest expert. It's my pal, Chef Leo Griego from Christian Chefs International and Christian Culinary Academy. They're located on North Spruce Street at East 3rd Street in beautiful Cannon Beach, and I want you to follow... Christian Chefs International on Facebook, in addition to the Lord's Traveling Table LLC, which is a food ministry, reaching people with song and food. So good afternoon, Leo. How are you today, my friend? Good afternoon, Mike. It's a pleasure to be here. How good and pleasant it is for brothers and sisters to sit together. And I'm glad to be sitting here with you. Always good to have you aboard, as well as your lovely wife, Chef Lisette. And if you go to the website, christianchefs.org, you'll be able to find out more information about a wonderful event going on this week. So, Leo, I have so enjoyed your company and Chef Lisette's, and of course, our dear friend, Chef Ira Criso, who is the president of Christian Chefs International and Christian Culinary Academy. Can you give us the big picture from 30,000 feet? What exactly is going on? at Christian Culinary Academy. Well, God is bringing his uh, chefs and food people together starting Monday the 22nd through Thursday. We're very, very, very excited about the uh, itinerary and, uh, of course, just the bonding of what's going on. We've got a couple of really nice things, really groovy things that are going to be happening, kind of highlights uh, our good brother in Christ and well-known chef internationally, uh, Graham Kerr, the Galloping Gourmet, is going to be virtually there on, I believe, Tuesday evening. Yes, Tuesday evening, 7.30. We, of course, we're having a nice worship and evening session with him. On Wednesday, we're having a visit from a person up your way. We're having Bob of Bob's Red Mill coming in, and he's doing a little session called Godly Grains. At 1.30 uh, after lunch, uh, lunch will be provided for for people that are attending. And you can find all of this and information and just a lot of fun. We can't forget the s'mores and the bonfire on the beach, weather permitting. And that's happening, uh, as you said, in Cannon Beach. It's not too late to sign up. 
We're so thrilled about this, Chef Leo, and all of the details on the event are at the website christianchefs.org. That's christianchefs.org. And you can also call for details at 503-794-4083. That's 503-794-4083. And let me tell you, we've got the privilege of seeing Graham Kerr, the Galloping Gourmet, in the past. And the man is so delightful. He's got a wonderful testimony. And he's just full of fun. And we're also thrilled to see Bob of Bob's Red Mill on Wednesday. So have you ever met Bob before, Chef Leo? Oh, yes. Uh, We've been blessed at the uh, Culinary Academy to uh, take the students to visit Bob's Red Mill and his company and his restaurant. And uh, Bob has been gracious enough to give students a personal tour and give them personal testimony. And it's just a great relationship we've had with Bob over the years that uh, Christian Culinary Academy has been running ever since their days in Canby, I believe. Oh, yes. To this day, people rave about Christian Culinary Academy's presence in Canby and how much they miss it. Although we are happy that you made it out to the Cannon Beach Conference Center, which is just a beautiful, stunning setting in and of itself. So do you enjoy the Cannon Beach area, Chef Leo? It's beautiful. And if you do uh, visit or any of your uh, listeners visit christianchefs.org you will find a link to uh, about you'll learn about the school the events what christian chefs international and the culinary academy is all about but you've also got a groovy little link on there just about everywhere that has a live cam outside of the kitchen where we uh, do our teaching kitchen and uh, we're on the beach brother we have an unobstructed view of beach and waves and uh, haystack rock and it is just uh, such a blessing such an awesome place to be learning uh, the good news about Jesus Christ in cooking because Jesus was a cook can't forget that well that's for sure chef Leo Justin Mansfield my dear friend and the program director operations manager Justin and I were able to go out together to see you in Cannon Beach several years back and correct me if I'm wrong didn't you transfer the event to florida at one point one year yes it was in florida uh our good friend and uh, member of the board of directors uh chef bob van ingen uh is located there in um pensacola florida and i wasn't able to make that conference but if you go to uh when you in fact if you go look on the website the first picture that will pop up was a picture taken at that florida conference conference and uh It shows a very wonderfully happy group of people from all over the country. Uh, It's a wonderful time, so we're we're open to that. And uh, but traditionally, we have been having it here in Cannon Beach. I'm so glad that you made it back to the area. And something I loved is the fact that you've added a camera from the ceiling. So those of us who have enjoyed watching cooking programs on television, you've got to see these students present at the Christian Culinary Academy event. So they've added a camera on the ceiling. So not only are the students presenting what they've made, why and how ingredients that were chosen, and just the overall culinary experience. But they've also got this shot behind them on the big screen from the ceiling cam. So it's it's really so much fun. I think that was a great idea to add that flavor to what we're able to observe, Chef Leo. It was awesome. Wonderful. Um, You know, between the facilities, we just try to do the best thing that glorifies God in this. That's, you know, showing off. 
uh, taste and see that the Lord is good and everything we do is for his glory. So we just want to make it the best and most awesome experience we can for everyone, whether you're a participant in the school, a student, or just someone peeking in. Chef Leo, how far away are these people coming to attend the event at Christian Culinary Academy? All over the country. And we've had some that were uh, originally from a foreign country. Uh, so you can say they uh, God brought them from uh, farther away. But basically, it's nationwide people, obviously Florida. Uh, we have members of Christian Chefs International all all over. You know, it's hard to, to be specific about which was the, the farthest. Um, but um, people from there, uh, we've got chefs everywhere. So they come from all over the U.S., basically. And people talk about coming in internationally to be a student. So... Uh, we're very excited that he brings us all over. For both you, Chef Leo, and your lovely wife, Chef Lizette, over the years, do any students stand out in your mind or any guest speakers as just something special for you personally? Uh, personally, you know, it's all about relationships. And it's a personal relationship with each and every student that comes in. We just pray that we're, the seed we're planting, the instruction we're giving is going to grow into that fullness of Jesus Christ. That's that's it for us. Uh, you know, how can you say, Mike, uh, which child do you love better? Amen? What I tell mine is, we love you equivalently. <laughs> I don't think it's possible to love others equally. Maybe that's just me, but it's very wonderful that in a sense, you and Chef Lizette and Chef Ira and your team are mentoring parental figures to these students that you're sending out into the world through these restaurants and food service locations. He said, go and make disciples, and we are making culinary disciples here, and that's what it's all about. Uh, the guests over the years, I mean, besides Graham Kerr, of course, has been We've had uh, uh, certified international master chefs, Carl Guggenmos, who's uh, awesome. He was uh, in leadership at the Johnson Wales Culinary Cooking Schools, uh, still sits on our board of advisories. Uh, that was an awesome visit from him. Um, the, every year, uh, the Lord provides someone, someone new, like this is the first time that Bob of Bob's Red Mill will be at the conference, although the students... Uh, have met him before, uh, so that'll be a, that'll be exciting too. Just uh, anticipating uh, everyone who comes in. Um, it's a, so keep in tune if if you're interested this year, listeners. Uh, you know, kind of keep keep in touch because uh, who knows who will be there next year. It's a growing thing. It's funny, Chef Leo. Bob's Red Mill is a stone's throw from our studio, so it's always nice dropping by Bob's Red Mill. And we're very excited to see Bob of Bob's Red Mill speaking this Wednesday at the Christian Culinary Academy's event in Cannon Beach. All of the details are at the website christianchefs.org. That's christianchefs.org. When we return... More with Chef Leo and Chef Lisette Griego, not only about Christian Chefs International and Christian Culinary Academy, but also about the Lord's Traveling Table. I'm Mike Lee filling in for Georgine on The Georgine Rice Show. 
You're listening to the Georgine Rice Show podcast. It's aired on 93.9 KPDQ. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Georgine Rice Show today. My name is Mike Lee, filling in for Georgine with two dear friends from Christian Chefs International and the Christian Culinary Academy, Chef Leo Griego and his lovely bride, Chef Lizette Griego. So how are you two today? We are doing great. Not only are you involved in Christian Culinary Academy's event this week, you also have started your own group called the Lord's Traveling Table LLC, which is a food service ministry reaching people with song and food. And make sure to follow the Lord's Traveling Table LLC on Facebook. So what's the big picture, Chef Lizette? When did this begin? Well, this started a couple of months after we were married in 2017 and the Lord had said start a business and we did and we have worked with uh, various people. We do a free feeding in Seaside at Our Lady of Victory at 4 p.m. on Sundays. We do a free feeding on Tuesday. It's a luncheon at Cavalry Assembly of God from 12 to 3 on Tuesdays. And also our food pantry is open from 2 to 3 on Tuesdays, and that's in Warrington. And then there's also luncheon every day, filling empty bellies, feeds free luncheon every day from 12 to 1 in Astoria at the Ninth Street Park. And we're involved with all of those. What a great way to not only feed hungry mass, but also to share the gospel with them. Where does the food come from that you're serving? Okay, the food comes from various donations. Uh, We have a relationship with the Regional Food Bank and CCA in Warrington. And we go there uh, once a week, and then we also get free food delivered to our event sites. And then we wind up cooking, and then we wind up serving people restaurant-quality food at these free feedings. Oh, now I'm all intrigued. So can you tell us what some of the dishes have been recently? Well, Mike, if you go to Facebook, uh, you can certainly scroll back, as people tend to do, and you can see pictures. We do our best to post pictures of what we serve. We do things that are of just international inspiration, God is everywhere, so depending on what the Lord provides, we choose a theme and go with it. This uh, last Tuesday, for instance, we made a fresh veggie lo mein with fresh veggies. We get the food from the Lord and donations so we can do some fantastic things. We had all the ingredients. We had So we made a lo mein, and we also made a, a, a sweet and sour orange chicken, with uh, I made used orange juice and peaches in the sweet and sour sauce, and it was very delicious. Uh, Lizette, uh, and she'll speak about some of the desserts she makes with the other school we're involved with. We do our best, you know, uh, to be a, a variety of foods and flavors, uh, just like we teach at Christian Culinary Academy. There is a, a world of flavors out there that. Um, that we can, you know, accurately express. And so the feedback, to use a food word, the feedback has been really uh, very, very satisfying in that uh, people are really liking what we're doing. And so they're feeling blessed. And we're getting also spiritual feedback because they tasted something they were surprised at. 
it wasn't a, you know, free meal handout thing, bologna sandwich and a bag of chips. It was, it was something fantastic. It was something hot. It was something delicious, something you could feed their family with. Um, and so God was glorified in it. Uh, we planted those seeds and people would come back to the church and, and said how blessed they were and, uh, how it, you know, that meal can change a life. Uh, just like your smile can change the life of, of, uh, an acquaintance you meet on the street. You were, you were, you were feeding them the word of God in your testimony and your gift. Mike, you're really great at what you do and your gift glorifies God in your vocal relationships with people. And we love you for that. And so we are cooks, you know, originally it was like, Lord, what can I do? I'm just a cook. Open the book and John, feed my sheep, feed my lambs, take care of my sheep. Oh, I, I can do that. <laughs> so just ask the Lord. He will guide you oh, uh, listeners out there into how he will be glorified and, and his mission uh, expressed just where you're at and how you are prepared to do it. Just being a willing, obedient servant. Well, Chef Leo, Chef Lizette, thank you for taking your talents out into the field and serving people. Do you have any regulars that you develop friendships with? Yes, we do. We have people that come in regularly. They have been since the beginning. We started doing the free luncheon, for instance, is our, our main focus right now at the uh, Calvary Assembly of God in Warrington. That kitchen, the church's ministry, the ministry to the public, and uh, people have been coming there since um, 2018. Regularly, we have people come every Tuesday, and we see, we see those same faces, and they spread the word, and we see new faces, and then we begin to see them for again and again. So um, it's uh, it's like seeing family when we're when we're when we're there. Uh, we're seeing people we know. We're seeing our neighbors, the people in the town we live in, and then plus we're seeing our family in Christ coming to partake. We have people from our church that come get lunch on Tuesdays. You know, we're not just feeding a particular portion of the public. We are feeding all of his sheep. Well, thank you both so much for doing that with the Lord's Traveling Table. And by all means, uh, let's give some thanks and a shout out to those who have helped out, whether it's by serving or making donations or bringing food for you to prepare or supplying a venue. Who's been helping you out at the Lord's Traveling Table? Amen. And thank you. Uh, you know, our, our, our church family, uh, there are people that volunteer regularly. People from the community volunteer regularly. The people at the food pantry, which is associated with the food bank, which we are uh, the Warrington Community Lunch Program is associated with, they're all community volunteers. So it's community coming together to feed people and give food to people. And that's uh, such an awesome uh, uh, blessing for us to see that and to see the multiplication of the fishes and loaves when large donations come in and we have to scramble to try to get get the food out to everybody because we have so much because God is so abundant and we just want to share that good news and uh, share the blessings. But yeah, we see um, a variety. Uh, we have people from, for instance, uh, Christian Culinary Academy will donate, will make things for us. They've brought desserts and breads. People at the uh, Cannon Beach Conference Center have brought us donations of food. 
So we have the community, of course, uh, the people that, that put those cans in the food drive, right? You've all seen them. You probably have them in your communities out there. That food comes to people like us. We open the cans and make them a nice meal out of it if we can, or just uh, deliver it to them so they can take home and, and be blessed. Well, thank you so much for helping out the community. And how can we help out the Lord's traveling table? What are your greatest needs? Well, first and primary is continued prayer. You know, we can do nothing without the the without the Lord's guidance and deliverance. We we are so into His provision that uh, we rely on that. As far as exactly, we get food. Um, we are blessed with the donations of, of money for paper goods, the things we have to buy that go out with the meals. We make the foods not a problem by putting them in the proper containers, wrapping those containers, because with uh, the, this COVID-19 pan virus and awareness of food safety and personal safety, uh, we wrap each meal it not only comes in a box, but we wrap it completely in plastic and then uh, and then deliver it to the person so they can take home and safely have their meal and with instructions on it to make sure they reheat it to a proper temperature. So we're trying to spread the good news about keeping each other safe and fed. So we need we need those kinds of things. Uh, the the aluminum foil, things you use in your kitchen, the the plastic wrap, parchment paper, even sometimes a little bit of equipment, pots and pans and things like that. Uh, God has been so so faithful to to providing for us in in the kitchen there, and we just uh, appreciate any kind of donation that could help us to do that easier because the the church family has is the food ministry as part of the kitchen ministry does provide for that so uh we're we're blessed with people you know when they're thinking of their tithes and their offerings to would they they would consider us in an offering we would definitely be uh appreciative of that yeah Chef Leo Griego and his bride, Chef Lizette Griego, are serving people on the front lines with their food service ministry, reaching out to people with song and food. Please make sure to follow the Lord's Traveling Table LLC on Facebook for more information, how you can help or where you could get served. And don't forget, Graham Kerr is coming Tuesday, and Bob of Bob's Red Mill is coming Wednesday to Christian Culinary Academy's annual event. With more details at christianchefs.org. That's christianchefs.org. Amen. And for those people locally, uh, even uh, in your area there, Mike, you know, it's going to be a couple of hours of travel there, but it might be a nice place to go to lunch. Uh, be inspired and blessed and get to hang out at the beach. You know what I mean? It's a beautiful day when uh, when you're praising the Lord in that way. Amen to that. Thanks so much, Chef Leo and Chef Lizette Griego. This is Mike Lee filling in for Georgine, and you've been listening to The Georgine Rice Show. Thanks for listening to The Georgine Rice Show podcast. If you'd like to download a podcast of the show or would like more information on today's guests, please visit the show at kpdq.com or on Facebook. Follow the show on Twitter at GRice Show and like us on Facebook. And join us live every weekday at 4 for more critical thinking for critical times on 93.9 KPDQ.